And welcome to this week's episode of Lazy Boy Coaches. I'm Scott. I'm Alan. And this week we got Corey and Matt in with us. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, NFL playoffs, a little bit of the coaching carousel that's going on, and uh, a couple of other things that have come up over the week. How are you doing, fellas? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Corey? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on Scottish Tsunami. Yo, Great, man. Glad to be here. Hope you all are doing well as well and staying safe. Hey, it's always a good time when Corey's around. And Adrian, man, my guy, glad to have you back on the cast. I think we missed each other last time, so definitely ready to hear you get your uh, talk on, man. You have some good points. So I uh, would be a lot better if the Lions made a good head coaching change. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that we in a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll get into coaches in a little bit. I got, I got some bones to pick with with you my guys i don't want to talk about coaches yet he's like uh-uh i'm not even getting ready to talk about that bullshit move we made no no let's uh let, let's start with with last weekend's games uh we, we started out with the rams and the packers uh coming into this aaron Rodgers was oh and four against number one defenses and you know aaron donald was was, was hobbled all game long that i think that had a little bit to do with with the defense not uh, stepping up and uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing MVP football. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is just out to prove everybody. I, he's not done yet. He's still the elite quarterback that he has been. And this was just like the cherry on top. He's like, look what I can do to the number one defense in the NFL. Mm. Just tear them apart. Ah, who, who is this? <laughs> like, oh, that was so exciting to watch, man. That was a good game. Yeah, sorry. That defense is very underrated. I would honestly put J.R. Alexander as the best cornerback in the game. If you look at his stats against some of the receivers, um, the top receivers, I think there's only been one receiver since week one that's even gotten over 50 yards on him, and that was Adam Thielen. The rest of them, he's pretty much shut them down to uh, 30 yards or less. So he's, he's very underrated. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know about putting him at number one because, I mean, you still got Jalen Ramsey out there who's spent all season – locking down number one receivers as well. I actually would put Jay Alexander number one at this point in time over Jalen Ramsey. I don't know. And Ramsey, man, he had a, he had another great game going up against another great great wide receiver. Matt, Matt coming out with the hot takes. Yeah, I like it. Matt's <laughs> hurt my feelings, man, because you know I'm biased. I'm you, you, and, you and your Seminoles. Yeah, so I'm going to always put Jalen Ramsey number one. But I actually like the argument for Jair Alexander because the numbers are there. The young man's been balling. So I like that, Matt. I like that a lot, man. I'm like, I'm, I like that you're able to make that call. A lot of people are afraid to put that, make that call. So, hey, kudos to you, good sir. Kudos yeah, to no, you. No, I, I absolutely put Jair Alexander top three. I just don't know if – you know, body of work, total body of work. I can put him number one. He's he's been shutting down, man. And what? How is this? Is what second season in NFL or third? Uh, this is number two. Oh hell yeah! I'm sorry, I can't curse on your kenna. Yeah, you can. Oh oh hell yeah! <laughs> this yes. is not PG rated. Okay, man. What? Jair Alexander is only in his second year, and he's shutting down like top talent week in week out. I mean, Jalen Ramsey is my guy, but I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm gonna still put Jalen Ramsey number one because he's still my dude. I gotta, I gotta be biased, but uh, <laughs> I, I hear you, Matt. I, I, I like it. I like it. Um, 
you know, I, it, it was obvious as well that, you know, Jared Goff wasn't hundred percent with those three screws in his throwing thumb. It, it just didn't, there was a lot going against the Rams. They were fighting an uphill battle the whole way. And like I said, Aaron Rodgers is playing MVP football. Yeah, but I do want to give Jared Goff some kudos, man, out there playing with that thumb, you know, on his passing hand. Like, you know, every throw is just painful. There's nothing that's not going to hurt. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Cam Akers, you know, continued to show that that he can carry the load. 18 carries, 90 yards. Um over there for, for Green Bay was, you know, Aaron Jones, 14 carries for 99, you know, but they also had Jamal Williams, 12 for 65. You know, everybody, everybody contributed on that Green Bay side. Uh, let me, I, I'm, let's backtrack a little bit because I have a question for you guys. How many receptions do you think Jerry Alexander had against him from week one to week 17? How many interceptions did he get for the season? How, how many receptions? How many of oh, his, total uh, receptions against him? Yeah. Oh shoot, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Do you, Do you have, have a guess? Just have a record. Do you have a guess? Anyone have just want to make a guess? No, um, just throw it out there. Yes, let me hear. I'm, fourteen, I'm... only fourteen total receptions. That's Tim going against Adam Thielen, uh, Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans, Will Fuller, Justin Jefferson, Allen Robinson, twice AJ Brown. <laughs> Shout out to AJ Brown that. playing with two hurt knees, man. I can barely play basketball with one hurt knee, so just <laughs> throwing that out there. I just heard about him having to get surgery on both knees. Uh, that, that is impressive, though. Yeah, damn, Jolly. Hey, Alexander is locking it down, man. Wow, hey, great stat right there, man. Like I said, I kudos to Matt for making the call, and the numbers are definitely there, man. And he's shutting down. He's not shutting down scrubs, right? You know, he, he doesn't shy away from a team's number one receiver. No. <laughs> Scrub. But how many times – you said he always allowed 14 uh, receptions, but do you know how many times he was targeted? So, I'm going to go through the week by week. So, Adam Thielen had six targets. Marvin Jones had three. Emmanuel Sanders had one. Calvin Ridley had two. Mike Evans had one. Will Fuller had one. Justin Jefferson had two. Richard James had one, T.Y. Hilton had one, Allen Robinson had four, Alshon Jeffrey had one, Marvin Jones had two, Robbie Anderson three, Adrian Brown one, and Allen Robinson zero. Yes, and they, they just weren't targeting him. But when you but when you got your guy locked down, they're not going to target him, you know? Yeah, that, that, that whole side of the field is just locked down. They're like, no, nah, we're not throwing that away. We're, we're just game planning completely away from him. Wow. But, so, you know, Packers ro- continue to roll uh, at Lambeau. Um so they're they're gonna welcome in the the winner of the Saints Bucks game, uh, which we'll get to that here in just a little bit. The second game on Saturday was Bills Ravens, and you know everybody was was jumping on that Ravens bandwagon. Uh, you know I know Corey w- was all about Lamar Jackson, and and you know still now throwing it out there. He is a playoff bust, bro. I don't want to hear that bullshit. Look at his playoffs. Y'all, y'all cannot keep doing this to him, man. Y'all He's keep, doing it to himself. 
Y'all keep moving the goalposts back, man. Don't do that. No, he's doing right, first, it to himself. First, it was Lamar couldn't win the playoff game. Then he goes out there and wins a playoff game. Now it's all Lamar this. Like, let him develop, man. Like, Rome wasn't built in a day. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to go out there and win a Super Bowl in his second season. We get it. But he, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this year will be MVP Lamar because he's pissed off and he has my back. He's like, man, you've supported me since Louisville. I'm about to prove all my doubters wrong this year. So, no, look at look at his playoff stats. He has ten turnovers, five of them fumbles. Hmm. He shrinks. He shrinks in the biggest moments. No, no. But I will. I will not blame this loss on Lamar Jackson because that (laughs) wind. That wind was horrible. You you saw Justin Tucker miss two field goals. And he's Mr. Automatic. That the wind gusts were up to 2025. 20, no one can throw efficiently in that type of weather. That that's I mean, great, but he's a running quarterback, so the wind shouldn't bother your feet. Well, I mean, you can only it. do so much if the defense is, you know, planning against you. But I get it. I get it, man. We're going to continue to move the goalposts back for Lamar until he wins that Super Bowl. And then no, it's not about it. moving the goalposts back. even when he wins the Super Bowl, if he doesn't win the MVP, we're going to blame No, it is not about moving the goalposts back. It is about comparing his regular season stats to his playoff stats. He shrinks in the biggest moments. He stumbles in the playoffs. Did he and not just win his team quarterback? So he's always going to be taking the blame for a loss. I mean, that's that's part of his role. And I get that, and I completely understand that. But what I'm saying is we can't continue to move the goalposts back for Lamar because this entire season, what I was hearing about Lamar Jackson was, oh, Lamar Jackson hasn't won a playoff game. Lamar Jackson can't win in the playoffs. So I was super relieved when Lamar Jackson came in and he won in the playoffs. And now we're saying, oh, Lamar Jackson's a bust because he has a bad game in the playoffs or he fumbles in the playoffs. Look, it's football. That's what happens. Quarterbacks throw interceptions. It's a it's a team sport. Now, am I defending Lamar Jackson for having a bad game in the playoffs? No. Is Lamar Jackson defending himself? No. He owned up to it. And, I, and I'm always appreciate that about him because Lamar is a baller. Lamar is one of the most humble people you will ever know. I've been, like I said, I've been following the kids since Louisville. Hear me out. He's going to be all right next year. All to all your listeners, shout out to all the Scott uh, and Adrian's listeners out there. Uh, all our fantasy heads, Lamar Jackson will be a killer next year. And I can't play anything in the playoffs. So. Okay. Like yeah, he's a regular season fantasy killer. You only he get one, you only get one game. Killer. You only get one game in the playoffs. It's not the NBA. Let's, you can't do let, that. Let's see what happens when you get more weapons because when you have Willie Sneed as your second receiver. He is let's not say, a the, playoff the, weapon. And like Lamar Jackson, I'm not going to well, call we'll him see. a bust, but he, he definitely has to step up and prove something now. You know, he's been there twice. He's got the experience. If he goes next year and loses like right away again or loses like this, then yeah, he's probably a bust. But two losses in the playoffs – in two years, I ain't I ain't gonna call him a bust. There's some quarterbacks that played 15 years and never even got to the playoffs. So thank you. <laughs> like let, let, let him grow. Let him okay, grow. let me ask, let me ask you guys this then. Would you ever say Willie Sneed is a great number two receiver? <laughs> no. How long has it been since That's, we would ever consider that? <laughs> when he was with so the Saints. <laughs> we 
and you have Marquise Brown, who let's was hobbled last year, rookie year, second year this year. He's not the most consistent receiver out there. Let's see what Baltimore does in the offseason. There's so many free agent wide receivers out there. Let's see what happens when Lamar Jackson actually has other weapons besides Mark Andrews. And then we can make we can we can go from there on what we think about Lamar Jackson. You know, and Des Bryant hasn't been there long enough to make an impact anyway. So Des Bryant's Des washed. Bryant's fifty years old. I mean, Des Bryant. He made like some good plays. Old. Come on now. He was a TD monster. He was a TD target. He made some good plays. Yeah, he's he's what you want inside the red zone. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, completely. <laughs> That's all he could do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think we're talking about two thousand twenty-one and not two thousand fourteen. Oh. Right. Right. Uh, see, I'm in Matt's corner on this one. <laughs> and Des dropped it. But anyway, oh, uh, <laughs> Buffalo, you know, that they, they were just the more physical team, I think, uh, that that vaunted Baltimore defense didn't look that great. Um, you know, once again, Lamar throws a playoff interception because that's what Lamar does. Mm, okay. No, go ahead, Corey. Say it. I'm just saying. He played a lot better than a lot of quarterbacks that weren't even in the playoffs this year. So 14 to 24 for 162 and an interceptions, not getting it done in the playoffs. It's only his third season. You only get one game in the playoffs. If you lose, you go home. Like, come on. Come on. John Elway didn't. Yeah, so step up. Back. John Elway didn't even go back to back to the end of his career. Matter of fact, my boy John Elway took one of his biggest L's, like his, what, third or fourth or fifth. I don't know what year it was when he went to his first Super Bowl and got blown the hell out. Like, come on, man. Give these That's because Elway's whack, road. but. Yeah. Oh, hold on. We ain't going down that road. Adrian, I got his, bro. Adrian, I got his, bro. Because Alan, you keep calling him Adrian. That's Alan. <laughs> yeah, and it's Alan, dude. Why do I keep saying Adrian? Adrian's on the video game cast. Oh. Well, y'all sound alike. I'm sorry, man. I'm All right. Alan. <laughs> My bad, Alex. Yeah, I'm married. I can get the girls, so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Very good point. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I said, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Lamar threw an interception. Lamar had a, another fumble. Like, he crumbles under under the biggest lights. Mm-hmm. Hey, Scotty knows all about that. He had Rivers for how long? Yep. Yeah. But, anyway, Buffalo's moving on to face Kansas City, and – this is where it's going to get interesting. Yeah. Because um, we'll, we'll, we'll see if if uh, if Mahomes plays. and They say but, he is going to play, I think. Yeah, he, he, he practiced today. I mean, he's going to be back. So then we move on to the Sunday games, and we had Cleveland at Kansas City. And this is where we're, me and Alan are really going to get into this. Yeah, because he doesn't like tackle football. He prefers touch. No, I don't like dudes leading with the crown or their helmet and hitting another dude in the helmet. Me neither. Once we see that, we'll talk about it. He absolutely he ducked his shoulder. He tucked that his absolutely should have been a targeting call. Absolutely. Now, when you touch, I agree with Scott on this one. He had he he left the crown or the helmet. That was he, he that dipped was his shoulder targeting. right before the hit though. That right there makes it a legal hit. The no, second he that hit, sh- he used the crown of his helmet and hit the ball carrier in his helmet the first contact was the crown of his helmet on the ear hole of the of the runner what i saw was the first contact was on the arm which caused the fumble 
You're looking through rose-colored glasses, my man. No, I'm watching the game as a as a fan and seeing what it is, knowing it's tackle football. No, you're watching cuts. as a Kansas City fan. That changes your entire perspective. Hey, let him know after the football season, flag football picks up. If he wants to go play, he might not get hit there. Now, um, hey, I, 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 disagree, I disagree with it. Like, I do not like the targeting call whatsoever. I think the call, you know, I just don't like, you know, having the targeting role in there. Um you know, I'm more of the 90s, you know, let them do whatever. But that was the targeting call. Like, if you look at what the targeting role, that was, he led with the crown of his helmet, that was definitely a targeting call. And, like, as I was watching the game, I didn't care who won as long as it's not Green Bay. I don't care. And Tampa Bay. Um, so watching the game, I don't care. I, that was targeting. I, I, don't, I don't think it was. I mean, it was close. But what is he supposed to do? Is he supposed to pull up and let him walk into the end zone? No, hit him with your shoulder. What is the number one rule that they teach you when, when teaching to tackle? Keep your head up. Keep your eyes on your target. I can honestly say in all four years of my playing football, I maybe made the actual correct tackle maybe twice. Ooh. Maybe twice. <laughs> because when you're in a game, you're not all, oh, head up, eat the pie. You're not like that. You're getting the hit. That's why he dipped his shoulder. Right before contact, you see it. The shoulder dips. It absolutely should have been a targeting call. The second part of that play that I have an issue with is why is it that any other place on the field, if you fumble the ball and it goes out of bounds, it goes back to the offense at the spot of the fumble. It depends. But if the defense touches it, it's their ball. No, no, regardless. If it goes out of bounds – Without a clear recovery, it goes back to the offense. I thought it was the last to touch it. No, there has to be a clear recovery. Why is it that if you fumble into the end zone, suddenly it's a touchback? What makes it that magical fucking change there? What should it be? It should go back to the offense where they lost control of the ball if there's not a clear recovery, just like anywhere else on the field. See, and see, that is a little bit trickier when you're talking about the end zone, though. Like, I there's times where I think it should definitely go back to the offense because there's no way the defense was going to get the ball anyways. So that's not, you know, you can't penalize the offense for that. But at the same time, how are you going to penalize the defense, you know, if it squirts right out of the corner of the end zone? Well, they weren't getting the ball then anyway because Cleveland jumped on it as it was going out of bounds. So it would have been Cleveland ball anyway. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it, it's tough to make a call saying that if, if, if it goes out of bounds, it should just go back to the offense. It absolutely should. Hold on to the ball. If you want the ball, recover it. If it goes out of out of the field of play, it goes back to the fumbling. If team. I'm doing my job and knocking you so hard, you drop the ball. I did my job. Do your job. Hold on to it. Recover it. Hold on to it. What? Where? Where? Where do you guys weigh in on this? Yo, so Ali, I'm sorry, brother. Right. Um, we gotta, we gotta for all the kids out there. Listen to your coaches. Make sure you learn how to tackle correctly. Do not hurt yourself in. Yes, your... do not. <laughs> I like. I have a friend. He got knocked out in the third game of the year because he tackled with his head down. It was scary. He didn't move for like thirty minutes. Scariest shit I've ever seen. Do what your coaches tell. Head up. <laughs> but anybody that's played the sport, I mean, oh, you know that doesn't always happen that way. Yeah, I grew up playing that, man. Yeah, you don't want. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But yeah, man, I just the fumble. Yeah, it was crazy. I just it was. I should have went where it went, man. And be honest, this should have been a touchdown, and it had to be 
sometimes cameras ruin the game, I feel like now. So like I first off I first off, the Browns coach Kevin Stefanski said that he should have never reached the ball out. He should have just taken the first and goal. Mm-hmm. I, I'm 100% on board with that. But I still think that just because it goes out the, the, the out of bounds in the end zone shouldn't change anything. It still went out of bounds, just like anywhere else on the field of play. It should go back to the fumbling team at the spot of the fumble. And, and I agree with that. Um, but I'm a Lions fan, as most people know. And we are on the bad end of fishing calls numerous times. So let me give you a scenario that happened probably several years ago with Seattle, because this is why I agree with Scott. The offense should get the ball every time. So what happened was our Calvin Johnson had the ball. He got batted out of his hands by Cam Chancellor. And then one of the other Seahawks players intentionally batted the ball out of bound, out of the end zone. Hmm. Seattle got the ball. The Lions didn't. Right. Um, and and that's those type of calls. It should be clear that the offense should get the ball at that spot. So I, I'm I'm with Scott on this one due to just I've seen it happen to my line and several see, times on the bad end of that. And a lot of times I agree with that, but on the goal line, there there are so many things that come into play. Like I it shouldn't necessarily go to the to the offense because one, the offense failed in their only job, which is not to drop the ball. That is the only job they have at that in that position in that at that point is not to drop the ball. And he couldn't even do that. That's their only job on the entire field. So what's different? No, on the other, on the entire field, you have more you can do. You're backed up on the one yard line. You're going to tell me that if you hit a guy and just because it goes out of bounds, they should get the ball back and be able to go again, even though yes. you did what you did. Supposed yes. to do? Nah. Uh, we are, I agree, Alan, man. We, we reward the offense way too much in football as it is, man. Like if the defense makes a good play, Reward the defense for once, man. So anywhere on the field, if it goes out of bounds, it should automatically go to the defense. No, it should depend. His own touch. Yeah. If he causes, if he hits you and you drop the ball, it should go to the defense. Oh. Anywhere on the field. Hmm. I don't know. If you're running down the sideline at the 50 yard line, the defender smacks you and the ball goes out of bounds. The defense should get the ball. No. Why? Because you're not on the goal line. It's not a So fucking what? What difference does it make? It's still in the field of play. A football game is what it makes. You don't have as far enough room when you're on when they're on the two-yard line and you're trying to get a fumble. You don't have the yards you do when they're on the 50. Yes, you do. No, you don't. You do not. You have at most 10 yards. Yeah. How much do you fucking need? Well, sometimes more than 10 yards, obviously. No. I think it, I think on the goal line it should completely de- depend on the hit. If you cause the intercept, if you cause a fumble, if you smack him and that ball shoots out of bounds, why is that offense getting it back? Because that's the way the rule's written on the uh, the rest of the playing field. Like I think if you, why why is a catch different in the end zone than it is anywhere else on the field? We can't get a consistent call on a catch and uh, on a completed catch or whatnot. So I don't know why we're talking about passing. It all depends. It's all into the refs' hands now. My point is, is that the end zone should be treated just like every other piece of field when it comes to fumbles and catches. Why is it different? Because touchbacks, you know, the ball has to get, I don't know. I like the way the rules play out. I feel that, I feel that play was super close. It would have been a touchdown without all these 4K cameras uh, a few years ago, but hey, the cameras are there for a reason. It was a fumble. It got turned over to the other team, and it's a good call, man. Just like when you kick the ball off, 
goes back to the 25 now, which I don't like that much. I will, I'm not even gonna get on that little tangent about special teams and everything else, but I don't know, man. It's the way it's always been. I don't know. I hate saying that. Like, I hate that saying too. That's the way things have always been. So maybe it's something we need to change, Scott. Go write, go write a letter to your local congressman about it. Tell him the interview. <laughs> <interesting. laughs> like you know, you have to, if you're a Cleveland, you granted you lost this game, but you have to you have to be encouraged by what you saw, not only in the playoffs, but but all season long. You have to. You, you have to be encouraged with what you saw and, and you have to be excited about your future. Oh, I, I'm excited. I want, the Cleveland. They, I want to see if Mayfield comes back next year with a fire to prove that, you know, they lost by one play to Kansas city in the playoffs. You know, you can, you can to, fix one play. You also have to remember that Cleveland was out a few offensive linemen too. One of the better offensive linemen did not play. Yeah, would have even been that close if Mahomes was in for the whole game. Hmm. Maybe, but anything is possible, right? Dude, I swear to God, I will fuck the next person up that says that bullshit to me. <laughs> hey, it was your dude Mahomes to come up with it. So it is anything is not possible without Mahomes. We'll lose to <laughs> Buffalo. Well, hey, any given Sunday, right? Right, any given Sunday. But Mahomes is going to play, so, you know, neither here. Yeah, I mean, he practiced today. He's got no side effects of the concussion. So, uh, so he says. <laughs> that's if he, As long as he passed the test, I mean. Exactly. I hear you. <laughs> hey, I want the game, too, man. I want a full game. So, I mean, I played through work, so I know how it is. And, I like, I'm a huge Kansas City fan, but I will not be upset to see the Bills make it to the Super Bowl. Come on, bro. No, you can't say that if your team is going like this is a big week for you. Come on. You oh, and I want to say that if I and I want to make it. But at you the same time, I mean, you shouldn't have that. You shouldn't have any part of that in your body right now. Like it, whatever piece of that that's in your body right now, I want you to get up, go to the restroom and just pee it all out. Like get it out of your body because oh. you got to be you got to be like bleeding red. Like this is your week. You got to get back back to back Super Bowls. Oh, I want that back-to-back Super Bowl. Yeah. So don't, think, even, don't even cheer for the Bills. Bump the Bills. You're, I uh, think Mahomes has turf, though, doesn't he? Uh, in the first quarter of that game, it looked like he uh, – Something happened to his toe. Bit. There was something where – I mean, he was limping and, like – but Andy Reid said he was going back in if it wasn't for the concussion anyway, so. But that could maybe possibly affect his mobility. We'll see if that has even – any effect against the Bills. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game, so I think they're going to need Mahomes at, you know, 90 to 100% for that game. Oh, yeah. Oh, heck yes. They're going to and, and all running backs <laughs> for both teams are going to have to show up. I mean, it it's going to be all about that run game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But we'll, we'll get into that when, when we get to that point. But – and the, the last game on Sunday was the Bucks and the Saints. Drew, what's most likely going to be Drew Brees' final game at, at the Superdome. And, man, he looked awful. It, it was sad to see him go out that way. Uh, he threw three interceptions. Just, just didn't look good. Um, I mean, Brady didn't look overly spectacular. You know, barely, just 
just shy of 200 yards, but it was that defense for, for Tampa Bay that, that got it done. And they held Mike Thomas. I don't think he had even a reception the whole game. No, uh, no, he didn't. Michael he was... Thomas is also hurt. Yeah, he had four targets, no catches. Michael Thomas is having two surgeries. I mean, well, he's but... having two surgeries in the offseason. So, yeah, what he, you know, and I've seen a thing where he, uh, he, he said that he needed to have surgery, but he wanted to play because he knew that it was probably Breeze's last go and he wanted to be there for him. Um, I don't know. What's your take on this game, Corey? Well, so we're actually talking about uh, Breezy's last stand, the actual game. Yeah. Uh, that game. All right. Not the one coming up. Okay. Um, it is what it is, man. You know, uh, Breeze, he had his, he had his ups. He had his Super Bowl for the Saints, which is really good. Coming from the Chargers, you know, you guys let him go. Um, you guys decided to roll with Phillip Rivers over Drew Brees. So. Well, and on that, it's, you know, we our doctors told us that he wouldn't ever play football again. You know, the, the, the injury that he had, it's it's a miracle that he's even played. He's even playing now. You know, he, he went and got a second opinion. You know, that's why uh, Miami didn't pick him up is because they were you know worried about the injury and whatnot and you know, New Orleans decided to take a chance on him and he turned into a Hall of Famer. He did, man. He definitely did. So, you know, sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles. I don't know if he's going to try to come back and maybe go out uh, go out again. I don't know. So, yeah, he, he hasn't officially announced anything yet. Exactly. But all indications are that that this is his, his last go-around. Um, but uh, it's a... It's a shitty way to go out, you know, with three interceptions like that. Yeah, with the I don't think he looked good. I don't think he looked good the whole year. I think you could easily tell that his arm strength's not where it was. You could tell that he showed his age this year. Um, you know, for a lot of quarterbacks, they they're they're gonna have that one really good year, and then the next year they're gonna hit that plateau, and their age is gonna show, and they're not gonna be as good. And I think I think we just hit that wall this year. So I don't think he should be coming back because he is not gonna be helpful to the New Orleans organization at all from here on out. Um, but where do they go? You know, uh, I, I don't think either of the guys on their roster right now are the answer. Um, Taysom Hill is good, but he's a gadget guy. I don't, I don't think he's your, your every game, every down quarterback. And we've already seen Jameis Winston. I mean, well, and unfortunately for the Saints, we have I mean, not seen Jameis Winston under Sean Payton. I mean, and honestly, Winston's going to be your best bet. You're not, you're not going to get a quarterback in the draft. And what are you going to do? Get a, a veteran who's just as old as Breeze? Might as well try to keep Breeze at that point. I, I don't know, man. A, a tiger can't change his stripes. A, Jameis Winston's garbage. Jameis Winston's a There's going to be. What was that, Corey? This named Ryan Fitzpatrick. I like that. I like that name right there. But nobody I, ever gives him his respect. I don't know what it is about Ryan Fitzpatrick, but like he just he just comes in and does his thing for like his few games, and then he goes back to the bench every every season. And we're okay with this at this point. So yeah, the Saints could use him a few games, switch out and go chase him hill a few games, then ride the Ryan Fitz magic wave again. You know, you know? <laughs> I, I just saw a thing the other day that said that 
despite being winning 10 games multiple times, Fitzmagic has never been to the playoffs. Hmm. Tough division, man. He played in some tough divisions. But, you know, that's how the cookie crumbles, man. So... I think people I think people are giving up on Jemias Winston a little bit too early. Let's see what he does with the year behind Breeze and also Sean Payne's probably, you know, the top three offensive mastermind in the league. So let's see what, what Winston does and let's see how he develops under Payne before. Jameis is trash, uh, man. Going in like the garbage him, because I, I think he could be Corey, you only like it because uh, he's, a, him, he's a seminal. Oh man, I, I do. I really do like Jameis's talent, man. He has the orange strings. He just and he for some reason, and Matt probably knows this as well. My guy, he's a goofball, but he just now decided to get LASIK surgery done on his eyes that he was squinting the whole time at Florida State with. So you know that right there is going to help him improve his accuracy because the guy couldn't see forty yards down the field. But I'll believe no, that when my shit turns purple and smells like rainbow sherbet. Hey man, you must have been eating a lot of Skittles. <laughs> you must have been eating a lot of Skittles, baby. You can't convince me that Jameis Winston's not garbage. Let's, let's, I, I, you cannot. You can. I don't think you can question his physical attributes. I think it's his decision making, and I think mm-hmm. with the year behind Breeze and with Peyton, his decision making is going to be a lot better. And Peyton's going to put him in. In um, he's going to put him in position to succeed. He's not going to make him do anything. He, won't be able to do. I think. I think it'll be okay under Peyton. I, I. I don't know. There's there, there's a lot of growing up that needs to to be done with him. I mean, you can't be stealing crab legs and whatever oh, that weird wow. eating the W thing was. <laughs> hey man, always be yourself, baby. That's who you are. Don't steal crab legs. That's not a good look. <laughs> you know, we're all we were all young and dumb at one point in life. You know, we all make mistakes. So he'll get past that for sure. But you know, I I, I agree with Matt a lot. Um, his decision making, he can't get away with the things he used to get away with in college because he has the arm strength to get away with it in college. And in the NFL, you can't do that. So he has to learn how to check it down and just take his underneath stuff to open up the overtop. And uh, if he does that, you know, he's working with, like Matt said, an offensive mastermind over there in New Orleans. So if he learns how to do this, that, I mean, all the talent is there and he he's a winner. He knows how to win. Hell, Florida State hasn't won anything since he's left. So, I mean, it's there. The tangibles are there. Um, just got to see him develop. So. I'm excited for Jameis. That's always going to be my dude. I'm going to ride for him. Even, I mean, yeah, I'm a Florida State fan first, but I'm going to still ride for him. So, I, I, I'm going to support him. So, let's see what he can do. I'm with you, Matt. Uh, but the on the Tampa I, Bay, on the Tampa Bay like side people, of this game. People are forgetting. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, hold on for a I want to go back. I think people are forgetting that he threw for over 5,100 yards. This last year at Tampa Bay. Yes, he had interception problems. He's a 30-30 guy. Still throwing for 5,100 yards. I don't care who you are. That's He still has potential to be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, I guess we'll see what the future holds. But uh, back to the game. Uh, over on that Tampa Bay side, you know, like I said, Brady looked average, 18-33 for 199. Uh like it, it, they were mainly carried by that defense. And I don't think that 
that that's going to get it done against Green Bay. But we'll uh, we'll, we'll get into that here because you know we got we're going to have Tampa Bay going to Lambo, and then we're going to have uh, Buffalo going to Kansas City. Mm, that's going to be a fun game. Yeah, it could both be. these games are going to be fun as hell, man. Um, you know, they're calling for, for snow in Lambeau on Ooh. Sunday. Um, and Brady. We, we know we know that Brady can play in the snow. But he can hand the ball off in the snow. Right. But, <laughs> but Rojo and Leonard Fournette are, you know, one's a Florida guy, one's a uh, a California guy, we don't know about them handling in that snow yet. Oh, they thoroughbreds, they'll be all right. Um, but we do know that that Aaron Rodgers can perform in the snow, you know, he, he, that's where he's been his whole career. See, I never really got how people say that snow, like, I understand that snow does give some disadvantages, hmm. but you really don't feel the cold when you're playing the game. It's more of the wind that, you know, it bothers I mean, the quarterbacks. And it's so harder to you throw. you got Brady who's used to the cold. These wide receivers nowadays, they got these gloves. It's not going to hurt their hands to catch it. I mean, this is going to – these are the NFL players. If snow is bothering you when you're in the NFL, there's some issues that need to be dealt with. This is just going to be a, a, a really good game. It's going to come down to turnovers, and it's going to come down to the running game. Who can get that running game to produce the most? It's not going to be the snow – Rodgers is used to the cold. Brady's used to the cold. It's all going to come down to fundamentals of the game. Who does it better? I don't know. Tom Brady looked sort of rinky-dinkish when he was in uh, New England last year. And the last time they were in the playoffs and it was cold outside, that arm struggled. You know, so snow in the winds can definitely – put uh take a little velocity off those throws if he can't get it there but he has some big receivers so we'll see so uh where, where, where you... factor. what's go ahead matt the x factor is going to be chris godwin um oh, yeah. the, i don't think the running game is going to be uh that big factor because you look at the uh tampa bay buccaneers and green bay they're both fourth and fifth in the league in rushing yards against green bay is number one in the league in passing yards against you know that Jay Alexander is probably going to shut down Mike Evans. So I think Antonio Brown, obviously Chris Godwin is going to be their next best receiver, but I think Antonio Brown is going to be the X factor. If Antonio Brown can't get it going, I think you're going to see Green Bay win by seven, by 10 points. Ooh. So, I mean, look at Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin has a good game, and that could be different. Well, let, let's go ahead and make our picks then. See, I think Green Bay is going to win anyways. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Green Bay as well. Mm. You know, one thing I learned this season is you do not count against Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to give Tom Brady the discount double check. Hey, hey, yo. It's like Aaron Rodgers said, you know, people refer to his down season is like career seasons for most quarterbacks in the NFL. He's, he's just that good of a player. Where, where are you going with this one, Corey? Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I might be the only one here, but I'm going TB12, baby. That man is this man is money in the playoffs. He just knows how to win in the playoffs. So I'm going upset right here. It's going to be a, a hard fall game, but uh, 
Something's going to work in TB12's favor, so, whether so, it's a field so goal you or think, you think that Tampa's going to be the first team to play Super Bowl in their home stadium? All right, man. I hope it's. I hope it happens, man, so bad because I want to go to Tampa and see it, man. So I'm calling it. They, they're going to defeat history right here and be the first team to be in their home turf, on their home field for a Super Bowl. Matt, where are you going? I'm going Green Bay by ten. Um, which Green Bay have the best passing defense in the league? I, I don't think I don't think Tom Brady's going to get it done. I think Joe Alexander's going to shut down Evans. I don't think Godwin and Brown are going to do that well. Um, I just do not see Tampa Bay winning this game, and I don't think they have they have no one that can guard Devontae Adams. Let's just be honest; they have no no one that can guard him. I agree. All right, Let's keep my hands on the the second game is Buffalo at Kansas City. Um, they're they're calling for for rain there in Kansas City, forty six degrees, and it's currently at Kansas City minus three. Um, we're not sure if Mahomes is one hundred percent healthy. He practiced today, you know, a little bit, but you know he hasn't officially cleared the the concussion protocol. He's still got a couple steps to take before he, he can do that. Um, if he doesn't go, then. Kansas City's in for a world of hurt. Uh, I, I think even if he does go, I still think I'm going to take Buffalo. And see, even without Mahomes, I'm going to go with the Chiefs just because, I mean, you still because can't. you're a Chiefs fan. That and you still can't <laughs> slow down Tyreek Hill. He's still going to be going everywhere. Kelsey is still going to be a beast. And every now and then, Kansas City defense remembers how to play football. You know, last year they went into the they went in. They were supposed to get their ass kicked by everybody they played. The defense stepped up and was just lights out. They can very well do that to the Bills, who don't have a very good run game. They got one option to score on you in Buffalo, pretty much, and that is with Stephon Diggs. Um, see, and if if you ask me, which you are asking me because it's our show. <laughs> well, I'm not asking you. But just... <laughs> I, I think as far as MVP voting goes, it goes Aaron Rodgers, uh, Josh Allen, then Patrick Mahomes. I, I think that this year, Josh Allen has been the second best quarterback in the league. It's hard to argue. I don't um, know. He certainly didn't get the wins that they needed. They're 13 and three. Kansas City's 14 and two. I mean, yeah, you beat our second string off or our second string team pretty okay, but, much. But you can't say he didn't get the wins when they're still 13 and three. Right. And I mean, it's going to be a good game. But I'm going to go with what Kansas City uses all the time, and that's how quickly they can score. In order to beat Kansas City, you have to end the game with zero on the clocks. 33 seconds, way too much time. See, and I, I, I disagree. I mean, honestly, Cleveland should have had the win last week. They laid out a game plan that said, this is how you slow down Kansas City. And they didn't execute and lost. Hey, I would like to add something. I would like to add something on that, Scott. Cleveland is notorious for running the ball and being able, and that's how you pretty much deflate Kansas City. But <laughs> Buffalo can't run the ball to save their lives. But but they didn't even run the ball that well last week. Yeah, uh, no, I get it. But the point remains that they they held they, they Kansas City. To, 
They they held Kansas City to what twenty two points last week. I get it, man. Without without dominating time of possession and running the ball. Who's got better defense, Cleveland or Buffalo? Buffalo. What? Yeah, I I don't know if I go with without a shadow Buffalo. of a doubt. Buffalo's got a better defense. They have a better cornerback. Without a shadow of a doubt, they have a better defense. Buffalo has a better secondary. I think Cleveland has a better front seven. Yeah, definitely. Cleveland has a better now, front four only because of Miles Garrett. However, overall defense goes to Buffalo. I don't know. I can't agree with that, man. I don't know. I like Cleveland's defense a little bit more, but that's me looking towards the future as well, uh, not just looking at this season. They have a, a couple players that's, that's injured. You know, I'm not trying to get off on that, but um, I don't know. I just – I feel that the team that should have beaten Kansas City didn't do it, and now Kansas City can just go on a tear because Josh Allen is going to be Josh Allen. He wants to keep up with Patrick Mahomes. And in the playoffs, that could lead to trouble. That could lead you going and getting baited, as we call it in the Madden world. Um, I don't know, man. So I just – I see Casey. I'm taking Casey in this game. So so let me ask you guys a question then. Okay, obviously for Buffalo, Stephon Diggs has been the second best receiver in the league outside of Devontae Adams this year. Um, here's a stat for you guys. Um, through the first 15 weeks, what defense allowed the fewest wide receiver catches in the NFL? Fewest catches? Yes. Uh, I think Pittsburgh. No, that would be the Kansas City Chiefs. So you have to figure Buffalo has no running game. Zach Moss, Zach Moss is not is hurt. Singletary's not very good. Preach. He's an average. So you're going. You're talking about a defense who has their secondary. Chief secondary is very underrated. Mm-hmm. So you take away Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. That, that defense. That defense is average for Buffalo. As Kansas City is going to score. So it's all going to be if that if that secondary of the Chiefs can contain Diggs, which regular season number one against they had the fewest wide receiver catches allowed. Mm-hmm. I think I think you have to give the edge to the Chiefs in this one. Ooh. Well, I guess I'm the odd man out on this one, but and that's why they played the game. But you play that way. Yeah, I and people need to get over this. If Mahomes plays, you know he's gonna play. Oh yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. And I think the likelihood is, you know, it's gonna be more likely that the Chiefs are gonna be able to contain the receivers of Buffalo as opposed to Buffalo containing the Chiefs' offense. Uh, well. I don't know. I, I like I like Buffalo in this one. I like a, a Green Bay Buffalo Super Bowl. I much prefer Green Bay Chiefs game, you know, which I've been going for all That's year. That's because you're a Chiefs fan. Yeah, but that doesn't say why I picked the Packers. Because you don't care about the NFC. You're a Chiefs fan. All you want to see is the Chiefs repeat. That's besides the point, Scotty. No, that is that's exactly the point. <laughs> the Chiefs are the best team right right now. I get to brag about that for a little bit longer. Shut up and let me have it. <laughs> uh, some other big news in the NFL today. Uh, Philip Rivers decided to retire. Uh, you know, we, we talked about it before on the show that, you know, we weren't sure if he, he had a, another year in him or 
you know, where we were going to, where he was going to go with that. Um, I was surprised he announced so soon. So was I. And I, I think that before he officially retires, like signs his retirement papers, I, I think that he needs to sign a one day contract with the chargers and retire as a charger. He gave us 16 damn good years. And I think he needs to retire as a charger. Well, he can still retire as a charger, just not on their roster. In order to retire as a charger, he has to sign a one-day contract. Otherwise, you retire with whatever the last team you were with was. Like Jerry Rice retired as a fucking Raider or a Bronco. I thought they changed that. But regardless, I, I don't foresee that happening. One, I, I don't know. So with, with, with his retirement being announced today comes this question. Is Philip Rivers a first ballot Hall of Famer? No. I don't like. Or it, for that matter, is he a Hall of Famer at all? Oh, he's a Hall of Famer. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he'll be a Hall of the Famer. First ballot, the first ballot Hall of Famer is going to be hurt because he's got no Super Bowls. He doesn't have any AFC title games either. No. Did he even win the playoffs? And that's serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barely. Barely. You know, and I, I think that's what's going to come back and keep him off the first ballot. It's not his his play because he's a top five quarterback his whole career. As of right now, there are only two quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame that never made a conference championship game. Dan Marino? Nope. No, he made no, one. No, Marino made one. He just never went to the Super Bowl. He just never won a Super Bowl. Dan Fouts and Warren Moon. Warren Moon. Hmm. Those are the only two in the Hall of Fame that never made a conference championship game. I think this is where you're going to have to be like, which one do you put more merit in? Do you put more stock in, in stats? Because if you look at the stats, uh, Philip Rivers is number five all-time in quarterback rating. He's number five, top five all-time in passing yards mm-hmm. and passing touchdowns, I believe. Or are you going to put more stock into winning in the playoffs, which he didn't do? See, and um, I go, you have to look at his stats. You know, you gotta look at total body of work, super bowl, like super bowl championships, stuff like that, playoff wins. That's all on your team. You can be the best quarterback in, in the NFL and still never win a win a game in the playoffs if your team sucks. He never really had a team built to take him deep into the playoffs or even contend for a Super Bowl. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You, whoa. you get back that train up right that. fucking now. Why? Because they had LaDainian Tomlinson. They had a team, and they had a good deal. Don't forget about all that great defenses. Yeah, they had a fucking goon squad. Yeah. So good they've made it to how many Super Bowls? They I mean, should have. How many? Nah, One. Look, that, that's and because the quarterback that? couldn't win. When, when was the uh, Super Bowl appearance? It was that's in – The Chargers been to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Once we lost. lost. To, we lost to the 49ers. Oh, jeez. Back in 1994. Uh, 1994. How do you say you had a Super Bowl contending team – when you haven't been to this, you've never even won a Super Bowl. Because we fell apart in the playoffs. I was about to say, you team. can't say that. Yeah. That's not a good team. Yes. If you fall apart, you Marty Schottenheimer got fired yep. after going 13 and three because that he lost true. in the playoffs again. You can't say and we that... didn't have the team. We had the team. How many years in a row did we win the AFC West? How many Super Bowls have you gone to? That's what I'm saying. 
You didn't we have had, a team. Yes, we had the team. We just fell apart in the playoffs. If you had the team, you win Super Bowls. No. They didn't have so the coaching wait, staff. So wait, 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 wait a minute. I got a question. I have a question. I have a question. Because earlier we said Lamar Jackson was a choker in the playoffs. So oh, are we considering oh. Phillip Rivers a choker? Yes. Oh, yeah. He, he'll, he'll tell you that all day long. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So if he's a choker, does – I mean, shouldn't that automatically hold him out of – I mean, isn't – don't you play to win a game? We don't play to put up stats. So if you're going to be in the Hall of Fame, shouldn't you have won something? Because he hasn't won anything. He didn't win MVP of any seasons. He didn't win – I mean, pro bowler, I get it, but that doesn't make you a Hall of Famer. Eight-time pro bowler in 17 seasons. And I never That's said, like he, I never said he was a Hall of Famer. I never once said he was a Hall of Famer. That's no, an honor roll student. He ain't a principal honor roll student. I will still stand saying that he will be a, that he he is a Hall of Famer, just not first ballot. I, he he was a damn good quarterback. He won't be first ballot. He will no, be Hall he of won't Famer. be first team. He won't be a first ballot. He probably won't even make it second, but he will make it in. Oh, eventually, yeah. I mean, because because like Matt said, he's top five in a lot of the, the, the statistical categories, but he's a playoff choker. We had the team. There were several years we should have bare minimum made a conference championship game. And he just didn't, didn't you guys miss a didn't you guys miss a field goal one of those years too? I do believe so, yes. But I mean he, he can't kick the ball too. I mean Well, I, I understand that. You gotta do what you gotta do. And, and that's what I'm saying as far as uh, as far as Allen's point is well, you should have made the playoffs. It's not all on rivers. No, it's not all and, on Rivers. And Marshawnheimer's, they. I was saying he's never had a, a team, a caliber team, to get him to a Super Bowl championship. Yes, he has. I agree, Scott. When you when you think of Marty Schottenheimer, you automatically think of a great regular season coach, but he's just couldn't get it done in the playoffs. When they had those amazing teams up in San Diego, because for two or three years they had those amazing teams, Marty Schottenheimer was a coach, and he could not get it done in the playoffs, just like he could not get it done his whole year in the playoffs. As a Chiefs fan, you should kind of know Marty Schottenheimer could not get it done in the playoffs. Right, but also Marty, Schottenheimer, Mar Marty back then, even when we had Joe Montana, did not have a Super Bowl caliber team because we never won. A super caliber team does not fall apart. That is they not don't. true. In the they do not. That is not true. It is true. You do not fall apart. So every year for the past 10 years that New England didn't win, they weren't a Super Bowl caliber team? Not that year, no. Oh, my Jesus oh. Christ. Hey, uh, <laughs> Scott, uh, I got bad news for you, brother. I don't think I, I don't think Phillip Rivers is going to be a uh, Hall of Famer after looking this up. Ken Anderson is still not a Hall of Famer, and Ken Anderson actually played better than Phillip Rivers. He actually had an NFL MVP in 1981. <laughs> so that pretty much – doesn't that, like, knock – Philip Rivers off right there for a little while. I, I never mean, said the Rivers was Hall of Famer. No, I'm just saying, yeah, I don't, I don't think you'll see him there, man. You're not gonna see his big mug there. If you look, if you look at stats, though, I think he's gonna have to be there. A quarterback rating, the best quarterback rating right now in their career has is Aaron Rodgers with 101.2 quarterback rating. Philip Rivers, the so career, had a 95.2, which would put him at number six all time in quarterback rating. I think that stat alone should put him in the Hall of Fame. Um, so we're, we're kind of at odds at that. Let's talk a little bit about some of these coaching hires.
Can we not? <laughs> oh no, we definitely have to talk about at least one. Uh the I think the Jets got a good one in in Robert Sala, the, the defense coordinator from from San Francisco. Uh now they just need to use some of that draft capital and cap money that they have to get some weapons. Uh, I don't necessarily know that they draft a quarterback. I think I, I still think Sam Darnold is a serviceable quarterback. Uh, they, if they can put some weapons around him and give him, a, give him an offensive line, I think I think we'll be okay. There's rumors about them going after Watson. Just putting that out there. They have a draft capital to get them done. Yeah, and but, see, they absolutely could. With where they dropped out of the number one pick, I think they should definitely stick with their quarterback or possibly go for Watson, you know. If they still had the number one pick, I would definitely say go Trevor Lawrence. You know, he's a generational player. You, It's a no-brainer you pick him. But where they don't get him, you know, Darnold's not a bad quarterback. Yeah. Um, my Chargers got the Rams defensive coordinator. That, that kind of came out of nowhere uh, for, for the longest time. Uh, Buffalo's offensive coordinator was the leading candidate. And then just out of nowhere, hey, we're, uh, we're, we're going to hire the, the Rams defensive coordinator. Um, I, the I don't Chargers, know. going back to the Chargers, I, I think they made a dumb move. I yeah. think the Chargers could have easily gotten Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> Eric Bieniemy was a player for the San Diego Chargers back in the 90s. He is he knows that organization they should have won gotten Eric the enemy. Well, from what I understand is he, he bombed the, the interview. Um, I, I think he likes being in Kansas city. Uh, I think he wants to continue to work with Mahomes. but. And see, I honestly thought uh, the Chargers would definitely have gone more offensive minded with the head coach. I thought so too, with a young quarterback like that, 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 looks to be a stud i think you would need to go yeah the assistant coach from tennessee would have been a way better pick for him. yeah that, that's why i liked the the buffalo offensive offensive coordinator the way he helped to develop josh allen i thought was a perfect fit for working yeah. with with not some dude who's never been a head coach and has four years experience right Tax returns only. so i mean but who knows? Sometimes these coaches, you know, they come out of nowhere and they, they really know what they're doing. You know, Chargers has a great defense to work with. Yeah. So. Um, you know, uh, let's, let's talk about Matt's Lions for, for a quick minute. We're, we're running up against the clock, but let, let's talk about Matt's Lions for a minute. Let, let's hear, before we get into it, let's hear your thoughts on that as our resident Lions fan, Matt. Uh, I'm not very happy. Um, on my list, I had Eric Bieniemy at number one, and then number two, I had Robert Sala to you know as our second option. Um, hiring Dan Campbell came out of left field. Um, yes, he was intern for the Dolphins. He was an okay coach. I do not think he's anything that the Lions need. Um, we're going to be in rebuilding stages. Uh, we offered him a six-year contract, which I do not agree with. Um, all around, I do not like this hire. He was only an assistant head coach and tight end coach for the Saints. Um, I just don't like his resume, and I think he could have done better. Why do you guys think that uh, Eric Bieniemy hasn't gotten a head coaching gig yet? This is this is what now round three, two, three that he's been passed over. Why? 
just because he's doing good in Kansas City with you know a once in a lifetime quarterback doesn't mean he can go on elsewhere and be that productive. Obviously, something in the interview is showing these teams that he doesn't have what it takes to take that step leader, that extra step to become, you know, the overall leader of your whole entire team. It must, there's something in him that obviously won't allow him to do that. Matt, Corey. I think a problem you're going to be running into is, you know, maybe we all know Andrew Reed's an offensive genius. Um, is Eric Bieniemy is he just a clipboard holder for Reed? And is Reed the one calling the plays all the time? Um, and is that showing in the interview process? I don't know. Um, we don't know what happens behind the scenes with that. We don't know how much control Bieniemy has over that Kansas City offense. So Corey, what's be... Corey? What's your input on this? Um, to be honest with you, man, I, I'm just I was just enjoying listening to your guys' input because I haven't been. Only thing I've been following is when coaches actually get hired and uh, signed just to try to get vibes for what kind of direction that team's going to go in. So for the coaches that haven't been hired, I haven't been doing any research. So I don't know. I figured, I honestly, I just personally thought it was something with him still being in the playoffs and teams uh, like holding back to see how they go in the playoffs. But I don't know. Like I said, I haven't been following his situation. So I don't know. I'm, I, I just – like, listen, you guys, so. Um, what, I, I think, I don't know. Where, what do you think is going to Matt? What do you think is going to happen with Matt Stafford? Um, do you, do you think they're going to try and move him? Um, you know, they're wanting to rebuild. Uh, I see, uh, I saw reports out there that Denver was interested. You know, that, that might pique Corey's interest a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think really? that we are ruin another career. <laughs> I think he is going to get traded. Um, if you look at the contract, it's a six-year contract. Uh, they're obviously expecting a rebuild. They're obviously wanting to have the new GM and head coach to have time. I think you're going to see Stafford get traded because Lions do not have the piece to even compete any time in the next few years. And I think they're going to let Stafford go to a place where he can actually maybe compete for uh, a run in the playoffs and possibly a Super Bowl. Okay, but with that said, what team do you think is a quarterback away? Maha. No, not Denver. Maha. That's all we need. That's that's exactly all we need. That's that's uh, the piece we need. Indianapolis. Blues Rivers. You have a great offensive line. You still have a great running game. And you have uh, Michael Pittman, who is in the second year. He's going to even have better development. Than we did this first year, no COVID, didn't get that much time with training camp. Um, their defense is still going to be solid. So I think the Colts would be a perfect destination for a guy like Stafford. That would be scary to him on the Colts. Yeah, I, I think so too. Because, I mean, we saw what Rivers did playing for the Colts, you know, and Stafford is a way better quarterback. And, and let me throw this out there. What about the Redskins? You have a top-tier defense in the NFL. You have – a stud receiver in Terry McLaurin, who I think talent-wise is a top five receiver. Um, you have a good a young running back, Antonio Gibson. Um, he can even help Washington out. And Washington could be a tough opponent because what was Washington's downfall? They did not have a quarterback. Yeah, so Washington would be another place. Would they do that? Or, or do you think Washington will ride with Alex Smith at least one more year? I don't know. We're, that's something we're going to have to uh... – Something we're going to have to keep an eye on and definitely talk about here in, in the future. 
Um, you know, we're, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about this kind of stuff in the off season. Um, but you know, I, I, I really appreciate Matt and Corey being on with us today. Uh, it, it was it lots was awesome of fun. Being on. Yeah. Um, it's, it's always fun when Corey rolls through, you know, Yeah, appreciate it, man. Appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, and I appreciate you guys having me on too. It was, it was fun guys. Yeah. Right, it's always fun to get, you know, even more people talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are welcome back anytime you want. Um, but you know, we, we want to see how these games this weekend go and, you know, get into the, the, the virtual pro bowl that they're going to have. And we'll, we'll go over these pro bowl rosters, uh, here in the next week or so. I wish they would just cancel it. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's more symbolical now, but we'll, we'll get into those pro bowl rosters here in the next couple of weeks and talk some more about uh, player movement and, and coaching movement. But um, I definitely want to thank you guys for coming. And, you know, you guys that are listening, be sure to, to give us a little bit of feedback on what you think, what we could do better, you know, share it around with your friends. Um, you know, we, we do it because we love it, but, you know, a little exposure is good too, right? So uh, um, thank you for, for listening this week. For Lazy Boy Coaches, I'm Scott. I'm Alan. And we will catch you guys next week.